this is anjuna flea market which is very popular in goa it started because of these hippies they would they would come with like literally low cash right so to survive and all they would trade that's my buddy saga gudi from goa talking about hippies welcome listeners this is indian entropy and i'm your host shri hero nana in this episode we look at goa from a completely different lens we cover the hippie movement talk about authentic cuisine the mollum issue and non commercialized places to visit which are pretty beautiful so stay tuned till the end or jump to your favorite segment to start listening hi sagar hey hello shriro kaise ho bro i'm good man how are you i'm great i'm great sab theek hai ab lockdown to it's not there people are moving here and there exactly like all the people are here in goa right now <laughs> exactly so pretty crowded huh? hey, new year also yeah it is actually especially this part of the year right like everyone wants to chill you know it has been a tough year so probably yeah. they just want to like get done with this year and start the new year with a bang ha <laughs> uh, also yeah introduce yourself bro okay i'm i'm actually I was born and brought up here only so i don't think it's that diverse but yeah i met shriro uh, in my during my mba in nmims mumbai and that's how i know him and uh, so i i've actually uh, had did my schooling and everything over here only goa even my engineering was here the first time i moved out was i think uh, for my job at hsbc in pune and then now i'll again uh, move to bangalore after my mba i don't know when that will be but hope not so soon Mm-hmm. but you can speak four languages right actually six oh yeah my bad <laughs> but six languages what all yeah so i know english hindi marathi konkani kannada and french french yeah okay. french is because Let's i see. did uh, like in our school we had this compulsory subject third language and uh, that was french for me so i learned french for five years mm, nice nice Should have learned Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, there are not many Portuguese teachers here. I mean, I don't know. At least for the the area where I was from, uh, there were not many at that time. My school was like government aided, so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, uh, so talk a little bit about Goan history, Gudi. People always enjoy in Goa, but we don't understand where. I don't know the history about Goa. Where is you know. the way it is now how that journey has been to the state uh-huh. yeah uh, i think uh, initially goa was actually ruled by the bijapur sultanate uh, and then uh, portuguese invaded goa i think early 1500s i'm not sure exactly the date but early 1500s and yeah when they came here they stayed here for around 400 odd years 450 odd years i think mm. so you can see like uh, most of uh, the architecture the culture cuisine everything is like portuguese dominated and yeah and like uh, all europeans they when they came to goa they came here with the uh, you know thought of uh, doing trade but then i think uh, they ended up liking goa <laughs> just like all the tourists mm. and only i think uh, until 1961 we were not uh, free from their clutches you know so liberation happened in 1961 in fact 19 december, yeah 19 december we celebrated uh, the liberation day 
so yeah and uh, after liberation i think goa became a union territory not even a state so we achieved statehood only in 1987 mm uh, so we were just a union territory until then that could have been better <laughs> i said <laughs> uh, so tell me it's very interesting a uh, uh, state with lot of rich culture you know mm-hmm. and all how did end up being a hippie epicenter i mean plans no, no. so how the hippie culture started was uh, initially right there was a hippie movement which started in europe and uh, mm-hmm. most of the people they were trying to find some spiritual uh, aspect and angle to it and they were looking out for places and i think in the early 60s right uh, some of them visited uh, goa specifically in kolwa right they said uh, place in kolwa but initially it was met with resistance because uh, the police didn't allow people like you know the hippie culture right they were they were free flowing in nature basically they yeah. didn't have any uh, rules society structure nothing it was just uh, you know they were they were here to experiment you can say mm-hmm. and uh, yeah to get uh, you know kolwa was like not happening for them so they decided to move north right kolwa is in south so they decided to move north and i think mm-hmm. uh, they went to anjuna baga later on and the reason why they decided to take this place like anjuna because it was uh, farther away from a police station from the nearest police station like earlier the nearest police station i think in the 60s was mapsa which was quite far from anjuna okay yeah so they wanted to like enjoy you know so like goa is like culturally isolated in that play in that way and it is uh, it's kind of beautiful you know you feel like at peace right and it mm-hmm. gave them like a perfect opportunity to experiment you know they came here they started doing uh, they started having camp campfires full moon parties psychedelic mm-hmm. rock you know experimenting with uh, various uh, recreational drugs and all and ha- this was never met with any kind of resistance from the local government like initially uh, it was like they stuck in their own social structure right they it was it was like they used to come here and they were very isolated from everyone else back then goa did not have like a connected uh, transportation per se like okay. uh, so people were not usually interacting with them in general uh so yeah they they were like isolated they used to be in their own merry uh, they used to enjoy in their own sweet time and in fact uh, i'm not sure how many people know this fact that this is anjuna flea market which is very popular yes. in goa it started because of these hippies they would they would come with like literally low cash right so to survive and all they would trade okay so this anjuna market was supposed to be a place for trade for them so they would trade clothes for someone else's clothes like that and they okay. didn't yeah and they didn't generate income for goa per se so uh, i think in the 70s right goa in goa there was one of the first luxury hotels that were be- was built so then uh, people started looking uh, at goa as a tourist spot and not just a hippie place and then government started to recognize this aspect like government was like these hippies stay here but they don't pay uh, they don't add to the income of goa they're just there they don't add any economic value right so right. slowly they started weeding them out and at the same time uh, encouraging tourism in general okay, okay. And, and as a local right it should be 
you know you should be having a lot of frustration not just because of the peace because of the tourists from all across india in fact all over the world uh, the way my personal view i went to palolum beach mm-hmm. it was considered like one of the best beaches in goa ൂട്ട് <laughs> Uh, at least uh, they feel like juhu to me now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah i think south goa beaches are very pristine in nature and i, I really don't want you know uh, like tourism to actually deter the state of how they are right now yes i think these people are moving down south uh, because i went to gokarna and peace moved there in fact they started you know the tourism also moved to gokarna and the yeah. beaches there are high beaches in gokarna you know in, in fact they are also getting commercialized right. because and you a met a woman who is working from home that's she's basically completely working from home she is uh-huh. based out in us she was my uh, neighbor in the hotel when i went okay. to gokarna okay she spoke to me she was american she was like all these uh, localites because it's a village not a city or a town where people are educated in gokarna uh-huh. so uh-huh. these people what happens is the organizations the hotels new money to the people encourages tourism but in fact without having doing it sustainably so if you ever been to gokarna if you had seen the drainage system or etc etc mm. it is full of plastic oh that is sad it is and that's what is you know they're moving down south mm. wherever happens hey i think yeah tourism plays a huge role in the economic development as well like for small states like goa or even say uh, small like territorial jurisdiction like gokarna i think mm. for for their development i think tourism is required because you can't rely much i think uh, they like at least i can tell you in goa like tourism employs maximum number of uh, uh, you know people in that industry like a lot of goans are employed in tourism so it is yeah. ki- it is kind of like a, you know it's not the major revenue source i can say like i think goa exports a lot of iron ore and mines like you know but at the same time like tourism employs the maximum number of people here so it should you know be a win win situation for both of them like tourism should be encouraged in a way but at the same time you should not like dump here like should not be viewed as a dumping ground per se yeah because i know woody now you Brought brought up a topic of uh, you know exporting iron ore and etc. Uh-huh. I want to ask about Malayalam issue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and just to give a background of what that issue is, like government uh, had issued approvals right for three projects per in in Goa. Like uh, one was I think uh, widening of the railway track. Uh, 
सॉरी डबलिंग ऑफ रेलवे ट्रैक वाइडनिंग ऑफ द हाईवे एनएच फोर एंड आई थिंक ट्रांसमिशन लाइन थ्रू द सेंचुरी लाइक फॉर इलेक्ट्रिसिटी यस इट्स बेसिकली नो स्क्रूइंग अप आवर फॉरेस्ट ड्यूरिंग द टाइम ऑफ क्राइसिस the approvals for these uh, projects were done in such a harsh manner i think during the lockdown itself so that there wouldn't be more protests you know so yeah, i think they tried to play on that front as well but yeah i mean it you you can't like uh, so we, we had learned this in mba right like economic uh, environmental impact assessment mm. during our csr subject so i think that has not been done like the the government says that it will not affect many uh, trees and this thing but you can't make a project without having large scale losses of trees right like in, you're trying to make it through the sanctuary the national park molam national park so i see like uh, even one of the person i think the president of some uh, that the, the tourism operators who show people around right even they are very concerned because they are like it employs more than like 1000 families right who survive on these uh, tourist spots basically who help uh, tourists also the thing is you know employment etc etc also they run from the heart of protected forests which are very essential to india's western arts true 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 yeah like uh, dud sagar itself you know it's uh, they trying to widen the tracks over there and it's like such a beautiful place to visit you know it's it's very pristine a lot of people go on hikes over there trek treks over there and uh, the reason that the government says it's basically uh, they want to you know uh, their ideology is that where the trains that travel through dudsagar right they travel at a very slow pace like around 30 40 kilometers per hour and which burns more fossil fuel than necessary but what they want to achieve from double widening of the railway track is they want to make sure that the trains go faster but this has not been mentioned anywhere in the eia the environment impact assessment like they've just randomly quoted figures i feel yes, but yes. you know there's a lot of uh, fire or hype you know op- you know opposing this but right now i think it has completely died down in my view which all the serious topics go through in this current you know social media life right right so i think goa has never been represented on a larger scale right it only when when people started making a hue and cry about this and it took almost a month two months i think for this issue to get highlighted in mainstream channels even when it when these uh, things were approved right like a lot of localites did start protesting from way earlier but yeah i think goa has always been a, a, a victim of this non representation across the na- like a nationwide thing it's just viewed as a holiday destination but no one looks at it as like a a thing that actually employs people it matters, yeah it's just vending out frustration yeah. i know hopefully hopefully these things get stopped that's what we can wish for uh, i mean that <laughs> yeah exactly man It is one of the most beautiful places, though. If you, in case you should have, like, in case you visit Goa again, you should just go through the wildlife sanctuary, Molam Wildlife Sanctuary. It's brilliant. I should go there. I have never been there. Yeah, 
there is a nice waterfall uh, over there it's like ni- nice trek you can have inside there are a lot of animals you can get to see a lot of insects it's i've been there like what twice thrice uh, i always okay. like a life changing thing <laughs> so because it's life changing thing and i've never visited because we tourists mostly go to very normal places which everyone visits go mm-hmm. to our normal beaches baga or yeah, kalangut yeah. and visit uh, cafes like eva cafe right all these caged cafes etc so tell me about the places to someone who wants to see the actual goa and taste authentic cuisine of goa ah okay so i think uh, the food part is very easy like in goa is like known for uh, <laughs> its seafood right Mm. so anywhere in goa in fact you are bound to get good seafood but there are decent places here mm-hmm. and uh, i think some of the most sort of traditions i think are prawns curry rice crab uh, mm-hmm. and there is like vindalu which is very famous here mm-hmm. sorpotel is there sanas is there and uh, oh yeah since it's christmas i think uh, goa has this one amazing dish called bebinka which which is like uh, it's a sweet and it, it it usually people here make it during christmas and they gift it then it it's a very uh, i mean i have not had it because i'm a vegetarian so that is a <laughs> you know being a vegetarian in goa is not that easy but yeah like people have actually praised it a lot <laughs> okay so where should someone eat can you suggest some places to get it everywhere in goa man like in fact uh, there is this uh, i mean yeah you get this the webbing guys like the state dish you can say you know you can get it anywhere okay okay good and what about uh, places like uh, the wildlife sanctuary some oh. other places where i come to go i really don't want to go to you know the routine stuff okay so basically any beaches in south goa it's brilliant yeah if there there's kola it's actually called kola but uh, you know for commercial purpose it's become kola now okay and there's butterfly beach which is also good and there are good waterfalls in fact in goa which people don't know but then they are there there is mainapi netravali harvalam there are a lot of lakes also there is one uh, famous lake called budbudachi tari which okay. means bubbling uh, lake it 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 basically like if you clap the lake starts bubbling Whoa. i don't i don't know how the mechanism works but it's a it's a good place to visit you know and apart from the main two churches like bomb jesus and say cathedral there is like chapel of mount mary the three kings church they are also they offer a brilliant view from mm-hmm. there That's and there exactly. is a salimali mm-hmm. wildlife sanctuary also like molam right sorry salimali bird sanctuary it's it's a it's a nice little trek which you can have you can you know a lot of people come here for bird spotting you know okay a lot of bird enthusiasts yeah nice goody you gave me a very good list to be honest yeah, and if you want to see like the ancestral part of goa right like the which has its architecture in its pristine form mm-hmm. there is this uh, place called lotolim it is brilliant like if you even if you google it right now you will see the architecture is so fantastic man and okay. a lot of people don't know it but yeah it's it's a small quaint town it's really beautiful Lotolim, right? Yeah, Lotolim. Mm-hmm. 
looks good <laughs> and uh, <laughs> of course like uh, if you come to goa you, you should definitely try the feni <laughs> which is, one the feni feni which is like the cashew extract Oh, I've never had this. It's it. Feni is very famous, dude. <laughs> You've not heard of Feni? I've heard it, but I've not had it. Okay, okay. Like Feni, Nero, Urak. These are like uh, quite famous here in Goa. Okay. Okay. Nice goodie. It's it's a very good list. Probably should have told me this when we went to Goa together. <laughs> uh, two three days not enough, man. To actually visit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it happens. So yeah. I want to ask a curious thing, okay? When I when I see the immigrants or uh, all the hippies, it's all Russians. They're pretty much settled by Russia, because even though I, I you mentioned that this culture started from Europe, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, why lot of Russians everywhere? I think it's uh, it generations of them have stayed here. I guess like. you know i told you it was a mass movement from europe and i think some part of uh, russia also came with the group you know i was reading about this uh, one lady who ha- had had uh, come to goa from georgia okay and she and the entire hippie people had come in a bus can you imagine traveling from georgia they came from afghanistan pakistan and then they traveled all the way to, to finally settle in goa oh my so, god and this was just one of them and one of the buses like you can imagine like the entire europe like that entire part i, I think what attracted to them here they were all young people firstly and probably they were all well off over there they just wanted you know they didn't they wanted to break free from the structural society that they were more used to they wanted something free and i think goa offered that to them because it was not developed it was it was very uh, like a lot of people here right they claim to have found the spiritual healing you know you can see a lot of uh, a lot of lot of europeans and americans they come here they they, find, they end up staying here you know they they are like uh, they they renounce everything and they become a recluse here they just chill and i think through that right a lot of people have settled down here and finally the generations of them decided okay let's just start something here and then north goa as i said it was like away from all the police and the crowd so it, they started making their own cartel kind of a thing over there and through that i think yeah it has become what it is today you know predominantly russians and ukrainians so goody anything else you want to talk Yeah, actually, uh, there's a nice fact that uh, people should know that Goa has the oldest medical college in Asia. Like, mm. hey, there's GMC, right? Goa Medical College. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first medical college set up, and yeah, people think it's AIMS and all, but no. Okay, is it because of the Portuguese? Yes, it is because of the Portuguese. Portuguese have done some good things here. Like they have introduced uniform civil code, like one law for uh, you know marriage and all. So okay. Goa is one only state I think which has which follows that. And I think it was used as an example in one of the parliamentary hearings 
where they said that if you want to apply it on a large scale in India, we have to follow this particular model. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, it, uh, implementing on a large scale, it's kind of difficult. But Goa is small, so... And the mentalities of Goans are all a little different and compared to <laughs> the different true. parts of India. True, true, true. And I think uh, I think Portuguese have done some good things, but at the same time they had uh, they were pretty brutal here at the start, like the forced conversion and all that did happen. But yeah, so far like no peace no, after war. Yeah, it, it's peace. Yeah, and now it's all peaceful. Super goodie. Thanks for sharing everything. Yeah, Hopefully, no people understand a lot of things. I know pretty much they'll taste new things because of you and visit different places. And hopefully, they won't pollute the way we are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope that. I hope that too, man. Seriously, like the beaches are clean. Let them be that way. You know. Simple. Yeah. We are enjoying it. Let us let the next generation enjoy it too. Simple. Simple. Be sustainable. Sustainable. True. Yeah, one of the famous, ja- ja- one of the most thrown jargons in MBA, sustainable <laughs> strategies. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, Goody. Thanks yeah, for coming. Th- on the show. Thank you, Sri Hero, for having me here.